May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Jesus doesn't tell us what it was that the widow was asking for, but it's very clear from the story that it was really important to her, to the point that she kept coming back to this man that she knew had no interest in her, pleading her case. The judge finally gives in, not because he is won over by her argument, but just simply for the fact that he wants her to go away. Amen. Now Jesus offers this parable to tell us that this is what we should do in our prayer life, that we should be persistent. We are very quick to try to figure out which character is supposed to be which person or which God, right? We always look for God in the parables. We always look for us in the parables. If we're lucky, we get to say, oh, we're the good person that's doing what God's saying we're supposed to do. Um, if we're not so lucky, we're the ones that are, that are being called to task for what we're doing. But in this parable, we can't look at the unjust judge and say that's God. And Jesus tells us that that's not how God works. And we're very quick and we want to identify ourselves with the woman that keeps coming to this judge over and over again. But I think if we really stopped and thought of it, we might not quite be that either. When I think about this woman and what she was coming to this judge for in that desperation, I have to admit a lot of times I don't necessarily come to God with that same kind of desperation. I can think of when I was a little kid, we'd get the Sears catalog, Christmas catalog, and I would go through and circle things, and I know I prayed a lot then <laughs> for the things that I wanted to get for Christmas. I know when I was getting close to 16, I prayed that my parents were going to let me have this car that I'd saved my money to buy. I know that I've prayed at different points in my life for different things or for people to be healed or to comfort to be given. But I can only think of one time in my life where I think I came to God with the desperation that this woman came to the judge. And that was during April 2011 and the tornadoes in Tuscaloosa. As I was in a closet with my three dogs, I knew I had 12 students at Canterbury Chapel and was listening on the radio as this tornado potentially hit the hospital and hit my church. And I know I prayed hard in that closet. Um, I prayed for myself, but I also prayed for my students because that was one of the first times not being a parent that there were these young people that I had spent so much time caring for and they were in harm's way and there was nothing I could do. All I could do was pray. Amen. So the end of this parable gives us what I think is perhaps the hardest question which is when the Son of Man comes, when Jesus comes back, will he find faith 
on earth? Will he find us persistently praying not for what we want for Christmas out of the Sears catalog, but for justice? Do we use our prayers to change the world around us? Do we continue to live in to the work of spreading the good news? Or do we let our itching ears, that great line from Timothy, our itching ears lead us away from what the good news is? All of these readings talk about persistence. Jacob wrestling with the man that we most likely think is an angel or is God there wrestling with him at the Jabbok. Jacob gets to that point. You have to kind of back up a little bit into the chapter. He gets there because God has sent him home and Jacob is scared to go home because of his brother Esau. Because Jacob knows that he didn't quite do right by Esau and he's scared to go home. And so he's stopped at that river because he sent people ahead of him with goats and gifts to try to kind of smooth things over with Esau. And that night at the river, he's actually sent his family ahead of him to go meet his brother. And this man, this angel, God comes to him and they wrestle. There are times in my life that I probably would really like God to show up so we could just have it out. And we could wrestle. I don't think I've, I don't know if I'd be quite as fortunate as Jacob to prevail. But there are certainly times when I have been disappointed with what's gone on that I would really like God to show up so I could ask him why. And in this moment, in Jacob's fear about going home, he has this experience with God. He wrestles with God. He won't let God go until God blesses him. And by blessing him, he changes Jacob's name to Israel and says, I'm going to call you Israel because you have striven, you have wrestled with God and with man. And then Jacob goes on to enter, go back home and to meet Esau, and a lot of his fears did not come true. Timothy tells us that we have to persist and be patient in the teaching of the gospel. The widow is persistent, maybe not very patient, but persistent with the judge and pleading her case for justice. One of, these, one of the common things that I get from these passages is that this is patient persistence. This is not being scared. This is not being filled with anxiety. God shows up to wrestle with Jacob, I think, to show him that he is strong enough to do what God is asking him to do. We hear a lot of bad news these days. We hear a lot of people that are scared. We hear a lot of people that like to make one group the outsiders and one group the insiders. One group is right, one group is wrong. And the world is filled with itching ears that eat up the bad news that comes through the television and the radio and the internet. But we are called to do the work of evangelists. We are called to spread the good news 
And it's not naive good news, but it's real good news. And that real good news is that death has been defeated, that Jesus is raised from the dead, and that we are his disciples and followers here on earth, and we are creating the world anew. Now, you're not going to hear that on the 5 o'clock news, because it's up to us to bring that message, to not fall into the comfort of bad news and anxiety and pointing fingers and casting blame. It's our job to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Because the question is, is when Jesus comes back, will he find faith? Will he find us tearing each other apart? Will he find us hurting each other and casting one group out? Will he find us living in fear and anxiety? Or will he find that we are faithful in the good news? That we are not naive, but that we believe that the world is coming to God's kingdom. I think this parable can be read with a little twist. I think when Jesus told the parable, it was to his disciples to tell them how to pray and how to be persistent, knowing that praying to God for justice was against what was the culture around them. But I think today, when I read this parable, I see Jesus as the widow. And I see us, to some extent, as the unjust judge. And that Jesus is coming to us, pleading to us to grant justice, to love God, to do mercy, to take care of our neighbors. Now the question is, do we answer that just because we're ready for Jesus to leave us alone? Or do we answer that because we want to be faithful? All of these stories are not just about our persistence in relationship with God, but these stories are about God's persistence in his relationship with us. From that moment on the river at the Jabbok when he wrestled with Jacob and changed his name to Israel, to when Jesus came to be amongst us to live and breathe and walk and preach and teach and to die and to be raised from the dead, to the Apostle Paul and his letters, to everybody down here to right now, God is persistently pursuing us Amen. and inviting us into the work of the kingdom. Amen. So, get rid of your itching ears. Don't buy into the hatred and the violence that you see all around you on the news and TV. Don't feed into that. Don't add to that story. Because that's not our story. Our story is one of faith and prayer. And our story is one where God loves us so much that he will wrestle with us, that he'll become one of us, and that he will send the Holy Spirit to empower us to preach his good news. So, when Jesus comes again, Will he find faith? Y'all are the only ones that can answer that. Amen.